0: Good evening. This is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference about domestic violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. If you'd like to call in tonight, you may do so because um, I'm on, I'm live, so we can do that. If you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at shireencwr@gmail.com. At Uh, Let me spell that out for you, S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Instead of a shout-out tonight, I am asking for prayers uh, uh, go out to Crystal Jones, who was murdered last Friday by her husband in Springfield, Oregon. Her family and friends called her strong. We will be talking a little bit about that also tonight. I would like to remind everyone that our show is on every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central Time. I know I've missed a few weeks. Please forgive me. I am writing my dissertation and trying to get everything done well and in a timely manner. Also, this COVID-19 has added additional stress on all of us. And though I'm still very employed, I know a lot of you are not and my prayers are with you. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play, if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to those services, uh, you can contact our cwrtalknetwork.com, that's our CWR homepage, and click on the logo for that service. I also add uh, my show to my Facebook titled Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, so look for me on that site as well. I also add it to a Facebook uh, page called Healing for Women and a myriad of other Facebook sites, but those are the two main ones. I'll be starting a YouTube channel soon, um, also titled Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, so look for me and updates on that. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline. Let me give you that number, 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-7233. 1-800-799-7233. Uh, we are going to go to a public service announcement and be right back. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shireen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome. This is Shereen. I don't have a guest tonight, but I want to talk about, my topic is on the COVID-19 and domestic violence. So from that... um, I will say, from the time it started, I had a lot of people contact me and ask me how will this affect domestic violence. My pet answer was, it will get worse, and it has. We will be talking tonight a little bit about um, stats, a little bit about uh, uh, shout out to all the all the leaders of all the countries and where that is leading to right now because it is a pandemic right okay so um if you do have a small uh if you do a little dissection of this whole situation when you have an abuser whether he's narcissistic sociopathic borderline personality disorders or a behavioral disorder it doesn't matter he will escalate i bet you're asking me why well number one you took him out of his controlled environment of his regular routine And what do they like? They like complete control over their entire life and really all pretty much people around them as well. They love controlling everything about their lives and now COVID-19 has the control. The government controls whether either local or federal, doesn't matter. These abusers can't go to work. So some prefer to stay, well, some prefer to stay home. Let's talk about the ones who like to go to work. The ones who like to go to work uh, this has destroyed their, um, their routine, and they want to now, this is upsetting to them. Their routine has been upset. They don't have control over where they go to work, and now they have to stay home with an, an abuse victim, usually the wife, sometimes the wife and children, that they like to abuse on a regular basis. And this will escalate the victim as well, and the victim will become more agitated, easily frustrated, and basically you have a powder keg ready to go off. And just like that girl that I don't know what the case was in that situation, I haven't read very much on it other than that her husband did murder her last Friday. Um, there are numerous cases. They've just skyrocketed. Now, there are uh, abusers who like to stay home because they like to control their uh, victim that way. So good news is for them, they uh, they have more control because now the victim has to stay home from work as well. I've seen on many occasions that abusers like to stay home and, and uh, make their victim work. Interesting concept, isn't it? Um, So uh, as we continue on, a victim will want to be away from the abuser, and this is where the abuse comes in. There will be shaming and blaming and accusing and threatening. This will escalate huge, plus a ton of other ways of abuse. There will be, um, so the the living conditions will get a lot worse, and it will be a prison for the victim victims uh, they will wish they were dead and that's um, I'm not kidding uh, so it is imperative you know if you know someone that is a, a an abuser or abuse victim or both or super sensitive at this time just be very sensitive be very patient try to be very helpful if you are one and you feel suicidal please call suicide hotline I know that the first fear that will come over you is that well they want to throw away the key and the second one will it will be they want to take your children all these uh, skewed thinking patterns will come into your mind i want to, you to think of you at this time so the suicide hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 okay see my first priority is you so what should we do what should you do personally um you need to prepare for safety. Now that looks different for a lot of people. When I'm asking people to prepare for safety, uh, see, there's usually they're not usually locked in their house because of a pandemic. So there's a boatload of suggestions I always give when I say that typically, but because of the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, I am going to suggest a few different ways. Okay. Uh, it may be leaving the house, but he may not let you. So, I know that you're not supposed to leave the house, but sometimes just going for a drive or something like that can um, reduce tension among your abuser. Uh, That being said, they may want to go with you. That may not be a bad idea because the, the drive may be soothing to them. I'm not sure. It could also get worse. So, Everybody has to choose what's best for them, okay? You may want to text a friend, see if they can call you and tell tell you that they need you, that they need your help, can you come over, and so forth. Um, your abuser may not or agree to it, but the fact that they did call, you could hand the phone to him and maybe some um, other type of coercion, may um, he may agree to it so that you can get away just for a little bit. Uh, never tell an abuser, and I say this to everyone, please listen to me, never tell an abuser that you are leaving them, okay? That is a death sentence. As you know, 72% of all deaths occur when leaving or after the victim has left. But when you've made the threat, I'm leaving you, and now you open the door to that 72% and being one of them, Okay? So please don't ever say that. When you leave, and right now it's not a possibility. It's the, the reduction rate of leaving right now is, is tremendous. There's, it's almost impossible to leave. So it may not be an option. Uh, it may be an option, but please be very careful. Uh, because of the COVID, we're, places is a very difficult thing to do. Okay, if you're a friend of an abuser, maybe these are some things that you might be able to consider. If you know someone who's abused, go visit them, uh, line up a ton of people to do the same. Uh, visiting, when you visit them, check to make sure that they're okay. Chit chat with them, see if uh, you can get any information out. Hopefully, prior to this, uh, the victim and and you as the friend have keywords That means something other than what they really mean. Okay. So you might want to set that up prior at another time. Okay. We need to protect our brothers and sisters who are being abused. So whatever you think you can do for them, because I'm going to tell you right now they are going through hell and they need someone who cares. They need to feel like someone cares because they're right now going to feel more isolated than before. Um, they're going to feel that no one cares, and he's going to acerbate that situation in a big way. He's going to make sure that they feel that way as well. Uh, maybe drop them off a card or a little letter and let them know that you love them, you care about them, you're thinking about them, anything that has a positive ring to it. Okay, stop by and tell them that you love them. Ask them if they want to play cards or just chat, or a myriad of other things. I know we're supposed to stay with that. six feet away of people. I know we're not supposed to be visiting. Just do what what your inner gut tells you you should do on that one. Um, definitely stay safe. Maybe take us take them over uh, a safety mask. You know the masks that we're all wearing now and um, and see if there's anything more that you could do. Okay, just know that she's, uh, she cannot chat about what is bothering her, so please don't ask those type of questions. Um, chat about the weather. Maybe if you've had those key words put into place, you can chat about something else. So see if her husband can call, uh, see if your husband, if you're a female, see if your husband can call the victim's husband and if they can come help your husband and vice versa if it's um, the other way around, depending on who the abuser is, right? So maybe getting the abuser out of the house is a good idea and whatever way you can do that through coercion or uh, this is the only time you'll hear me say I agree with coercion and manipulation. is when you are getting an abuser away from a victim. Uh, try hard to get them out of the house. The abusers love to help people. And why do they like to help people? Why do you think? Because, keep in mind, they need to look like the good guy. So they love to serve others, typically. They love to, they'll tell you how great they are and how much service they do and all these wonderful Church things they do, and all sorts of things. I love that and um and then they'll start slamming their victim, oh my, and I won't use some of the words that that they use, but anyway, there's several different typical words that they use to describe their victims, okay, because we are dealing with several personality and behavioral disorders. There are many ways to help. Pray about how you can help. Let me share. With you about the escalating stats about DV. Uh, France has indicated that DV calls has gone up 30%. Spain has gone up 18%. China I hear is through the roof as well But I don't have a stat on that I know it's gone up in the United States as well And I don't have a current stat on that either Uh, Every country Is experiencing domestic violence Escalation at this time So whatever you can do Whatever country you're in Because I do uh, This does go to Australia And New Zealand Um, My prayers Are with you uh, my dear sister Victims and um, Brother victims, and um, if you are a friend of an abuser, a victim, I'm sorry, or an abuser, please try to help the victim in any way that you possibly can. I know we're limited at different ways right now, but still, you can think of something. Be very creative. Okay, so the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has posted a video pleading for governments around the world to take action saying in part, I urge all governments to make the prevention and redress of violence against women a key part in our COVID-19 response. Now, before I go on about what he does say, why do you think he says violence against women? And I get pushback on this constantly. Now, let me share with you the first pushback that I get is, it's not just women that are, are violent. Okay. Domestic violence... The violence part is 96% men on usually women, uh, but it's 96% men. 4% of women will be violent. Why? Because women use psychological abuse. Now, let's ask ourselves, which one is worse? I can tell you hands down, unequivocally, without a doubt, complete clarity that psychological abuse is far worse. Than any other abuse because it takes A long time to go away And it, that's if it does go away And I've talked about this before uh, Whether someone's physically abused Sexually abused uh, they What happens first Is they're psychologically abused Psychological abuse is the baseline For all abuses So keep in mind psychological abuse is worse And women typically use Psychological abuse Whereas men typically use um, Use Uh, physical or sexual abuse. Okay, Gutierrez also stated that there has been a global rise in domestic violence cases during the pandemic. Also, Susie Elwood, the executive director of the Illinois Valley Safe House Alliance, echoed this concern, saying when their abuser is at home, sometimes there's a real small window of opportunity for a victim to leave. And if the abuser is there all the time, they don't have that window of opportunity. So what she's saying is when an abuser does have, you know, does work, they sometimes do have an opportunity to leave. Though small, uh, due to this pandemic, there's, there's no window. So Elwood explains that isolation is a common tool for abuse and the COVID-19 response not only makes an isolation easier, it also presents new, presents new barriers for victims. Yeah, because they not only use isolation, what do they use? They use shame, blame, manipulation, lies, threats. And what do victims do when that happens? They re- They respond negatively. Let me give you an example. As a school teacher, if I have someone say, he hit me, first thing I say to the person that says he hit me is, what did you do? Because I know that person is not just going to go out and hit him. Okay? Let me tell you how this is like normal abuse. Uh, An abuser will needle and needle and needle a victim until they react. An abuser is always the first one to say, I've been abused. If, they're, if they don't say, I've been abused, it's probably because you already know, and they use another term, and another verbiage. It's, why are you playing the victim? And they'll, so that is their uh, second retort if they think that first one's not going to work they'll figure out a way that you are playing the, vi- or the, yeah, the, the victim's playing the victim. And, uh, so what does that mean? They're playing the victim. They are the victim. They're abusing them. Okay. So, uh, this Susan Ellsworth or else Elwood says, uh, it just adds so much more, um, it adds many more layers of violence tactics to keep the victim under their control they may not let them go to the do- doctor they may accuse them of trying to inf- infect them uh, the abuser may also be telling them that they can't go out because they're not letting them access news media they're not they're telling them Things they want them to hear. Elwood says this is a scenario that she's already seen played out. A victim who reached out and called us thought that we were closed. Their abuser had told them we were closed. Not only is the current pandemic presenting barriers for victims, it's also creating barriers for response. It's going to be a little different. They're going to have to call the crisis line they are going to have to call the office said elwood all of our regular services are still available we're just doing them a little differently we don't have walk-in appointments anymore for their protection and for the protection of the staff and i have seen this in a lot of areas so this is probably straight across the board walk-in appointments are are not happening and uh, Call the office or call the 800 number in your area if you can get to a phone. And then Elwood continues with, even throughout the pandemic, police are still responding to domestic violence calls and courts are still open for select services. I'm going to tell you, in my area, all are shut down. So I don't know. There might be slick services in Illinois. That's where they're call- she's talking from. Um, not here that I, that I've been told. I heard everything was shut down. So we still provide shelter. We still provide court. The courts are still open to protection orders. And we are able to have a victim appear before the judge here in our office by telephone. Now that I do think is going on in most states as well. That you can get a protection order. Um, That you can get a restraining order I know someone who got a restraining order And then um, They put three weeks on it Then the COVID hit And The restraining order went off And she had no way to get it back on um, Her victim or Her abuser, I'm sorry And so And she's from California So be real careful there are also resources online that range from local response to national hotlines. There are many online national services as well as domesticshelters.org is a real good resource. And I'm going to echo that. Domesticshelters.org is a fantastic resource. Um, she goes on to talk about their website there in Illinois and um, how they can utilize that for They're doing So also I want to share with you um, Something That's happening I just Love it it's in Oregon Um, Even though this pandemic Has hit right the partnership Between the Medford school district and Community works at domestic And sexual violence resource Center received $5,000 from the Cow Creek Umpqua Indian Foundation To help kids affected by violence at home so um, my hats off to the cow creek umqua indian foundation for doing that project dove serves more than 100 students in the district this is in medford if i didn't say that i think i did Uh, the students receive counseling on a weekly and bi-monthly basis between the third and the eighth grade and i know that they want to expand that as well In the program, students learn life skills they may not learn in the home with severe domestic violence, communication skills, cooperation, respect, expressing emotions, and how to care for things. Uh, Nangle has been a counselor with the program for three years and says the community built upon the students in the program is vital. I agree with that because the time to turn an abuser and to strengthen a victim it, the best time is in the, that junior high, high school years, truthfully. I think those are the most formative years, to, especially to make that change of an abuser. Because once they get into their 20s, that's when their personality disorder will take a strong hold. And keep in mind that um, abuse, abuse is a learned behavior. So it can be unlearned, right? Because if you learn something, you can unlearn it. But how easy is something to unlearn? very difficult the longer they live with it the more intense it will become in the house and the household so um they continue uh talking about uh, so the medford people continue talking about uh, their group um they feel uh, they have this community within the they call it a dove group um, I like that. So the Dove Group, which I think is really critical when a child can feel isolated for something that's happening at home that's not no it which is no fault of their own. Nagel said we want them to know we have their back. The heads of the programs would like to expand beyond helping the eighth graders. They want to make it kindergarten actually through eighth grade. So uh thank you to the Cow Creek Umqua Foundation for doing this. I want to thank all uh domestic violence advocates at this time that are manning phones if they possibly can and helping those to um evacuate uh from a domestic violence situation. And I wanna reiterate um what the United Nations Secretary General said to plead with governments, including our own and uh, those of others, please make part of your COVID pandemic response that for prevention of domestic violence. And he iterated domestic violence against women. And so please, please, please make that part of your COVID-19 response is to help abuse victims get out of their abusive situations okay the last thing i want to talk about um i think that's it I, i think i talked about some of the countries that have gone up i have and um what you can do as a person i know my show is going to be a little bit shorter tonight but i do want to thank those Cal Creek uh, Umquat Indian Foundation again for their amazing response to domestic violence. I want to thank my listeners tonight. I do need to quickly let you know that uh, the that SAVE SAVVE my nonprofit organization will not be holding their annual DVA conference this year due to the COVID-19. Uh, we uh, the place we usually have it won't be open number 1, but number 2 um, we don't We want to stay within all the boundaries, and we're going to extend that ourselves beyond May. And even though the end of May is usually when we have it, we're going to try to have it um, towards hopefully the end of the year. So this is what I'd like you to do. Uh, Check my website, DVAConference.com periodically, and see if we've been able to make another location for the end of this year. Uh, thank you for all you do. Please stay safe and keep others safe around you. Not only with DV, but also with the COVID. Remember to wash your hands. Stay less than, you know, just a few people in a group. I think the they recommend less than ten in a group. Personally, I wouldn't invite anybody over to my house. I thought my habit. I don't know, but, uh, only go out to Walmart when you have to, because that's pretty much the only thing that's open these days. Um, my show next week will be a dear friend of mine from Texas, also a PhD student who works as a counselor at a DV center. So I want to be talking to her about how the COVID has been affecting her area in Texas and, uh, her DV center specifically and any tips that she might be able to give us to help with abusers and abuse during this time. So I want you to stay safe. I want you to reach out and help others. If you're a, a uh, not being abused and if you are being abused, maybe you can reach out and help those who are being abused as well. I'm going to be returning to my homework because that's what I should be doing tonight anyway. And, um,